Long Talk Radio. Welcome to Politics Done Right. I am your host, Egberto Williams. This is the progressive program that will take the mystery out of politics. This is the program that will encourage you to make sure government becomes we the people. Whether you are liberal, conservative, or otherwise, you get to air your point of view. Remember, you can also send me a tweet to E-G-B-E-R-T-O-W-I-L-L-I-E-S. That is... At Egberto Williams. Let us engage. It is politics done right. One, two, three, four. Well, so welcome to one more edition of Politics Done Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. As you can see right now, I'm calling you from a relief center here in Texas at, uh, on Homestead. It's a church that has been providing a whole lot of relief to people here in Texas, and we're going to have a pretty good interview for you today with Bobby Rodrigo as soon as he gets here. As you can imagine, things are very chaotic out here. So, therefore, while the program is not quite uh, up to snuff as we normally or would have it, we are here to present you with what's going on in Houston. As you all know right now, there's another hurricane that is uh, heading towards uh, Florida, and we, as we know, uh, there's a time that our our folks out here are not able to do two things at the same time. And what we want to do is keep aware that there are a whole lot of things happening here at the same time. Yes, we have the Harvey Harvey hurricane that just occurred, but it's also important to note that uh, as as Harvey as Harvey uh, is going in the back burner of the thoughts of many in the media, we should remember that it is okay uh, that we handle two things. At the same time. So what are we going to talk about today? Today we're going to talk about or we're going to speak about uh, how can people best, how can people best help during, not just during the hurricane season, but how can they help to make their lives better? How can they do things that are are not anathema to uh, what, for all practical purposes, the right has been preaching? How can we do it? And when Bobby Number gets, 17 and 18 to the front, please. 17 when, and 18. When Bobby comes in here, he's going to discuss one of the programs that uh, that they put together to uh, to do just that, and it should be an interesting show. But before we get hand, um, I, before we get get to the blog of the week or anything, I want to kind of touch people up with some of the news that we have out there. Some of the news that is, uh, hi, uh, Rebecca Joy Rodabal, and hi, Edwina Rockman uh, Beach. Thank you for uh, taking in the show. Again, this is, this is going to be, uh, and also, uh, Elise Elderkin from Devon, UK. Love having you from the United Kingdom. As you can see right now, we're going through turmoil in this, uh, in this country right now. Daniel Ledo, I'm number 23, almost my turn. <laughs> Hi, Daniel. Uh, by the way, do remember that this is also being broadcast on Coffee Party Radio and uh, Coffee Party Radio and KPFT. So if you have any questions or if you want to see the podcast, you can find them there as well. Anyhow, I think we have to commend these folks out here and start for the lighting. Again, like I mentioned before, the lighting presents a difficulty for us when we are out here doing, trying to do this stream live, but we will do and absolutely do the best that we can. I have a before I go into the blog of the week, as you guys always know, I, we play that little music to bring on the blog of the week. We don't have the speaker system set up here to do all of that, so we're going to do it the best we can. But the blog of the week today is going it, 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 to it's gonna rock some people, specifically those maybe that are of the religious persuasion. Uh, but I hope you take it in the context that, uh, that it was written. It was written more to ask folks to be uh, to think before they listen to uh, folks on the other side, to think before they do that. Because it is imperative, especially in these times, that we know what's going on. But anyway, without further ado, what I call, hello young man, how you doing? Uh, without further ado, 
uh, I'd like to tell you folks that uh, these guys are working hard. Hello, you want to you want to come and give a quick interview here? Come on, come on over. Come on over, have a seat. I was about to read the blog of the week, but watch your cables. Come and sit down here so we can get you on camera as well. Okay. Now, tell me a little bit about what, what you guys are. First of all, what's the name of this place? Well, this is Free Indeed International, and my name is Sherman Harris, and I'm uh, here rendering my service to God for this community. It's both and, ocular uh, or microphones are both of these. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, the thing about it is we really want to not just rebuild after this, right. but sustain after this. Right. And so with sustain comes a process. Right. It comes a long-term process, and that we have to really love on people and be here for them. And so that's what I go here in the Free Indeed Church International. And we're really trying to love on this community, sustain this community, and save this community at the end of the day. Because God was all things for all men, draw it all men to him. No. We're being fishers and men, good stewards, by the way. Great. Let me ask you this. In this area, that, that, that you have a lot of flood. By the way, tell us where we're at. We're, 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 uh, we're in the homestead area. Uh, if you're familiar with Thickwood, Rosewood, Fifth Ward area, the north side. Uh, we're at the, north, the greater northeast side. Right. Uh, so... With our drainage system, what it is is that in the Rosewood area, it really basined out. And a lot of these homes on the other side of our street uh-huh. were just, it was a pure lake, a, li- a literal river, an overflow of, of the drainage. So you're saying that the, all of the drainage dumped into here and formed a lake in this yes, part of the yes, community? Sir. And it sat for about, I'd say about a good two, three solid days. And the water didn't receive till probably about Thursday. Number right. 19 yes. to the table, please. So, uh, Number 19. So when, when all this was occurring, I noticed that behind the church here, you guys have some sleeping areas that have, I, I imagine yes, you had a few. Yes, you are a shelter for yes, some sir. people. We are a refuge shelter for uh, certain families that qualify. And uh, we're basically the CME meet at need ministry. And we're trying to meet this need in this community. We have people that's been displaced out of the zip code, as in the Georgia Brown area. Right. And also in the uh, different shelters around this country, I mean, around this great state. And um, this is the only shelter that I know that has a sense of family, a sense of connection, a sense of love that goes past just getting us through a hard time. Right. So, with that being said, I mean, number 19 the same I really got to get back to work. All right, I'm ahead of this, bro. But uh, look, thank you so much for uh, speaking to, to you. And uh, what's your name? Cameron Harris. Cameron Harris. Harris. Thank you very much. All right, bless you. Doctor. Have a good one. Okay. Absolutely. Now, um, like I said, this this place has been doing some good work, um, some good work out here, and uh, we are glad to see that uh, in there are certain parts of Houston that is generally neglected. And one of the reasons I, I told Bobby Rodrigo that I wanted to come out here is because um, if you take a look at the news coverage, uh, Kingwood gets a lot of coverage. Uh, the, the memorial area that's being flooded gets a lot of coverage. All these areas are being covered very well. But what's going on here in uh, areas mostly poor, mostly people of color, mostly minority, etc. They don't find that uh, these areas are covered. And what we wanted to do is actually show people that, in fact, these people are not only helping themselves, but they're helping others within the community. Now, um, as you know, this is also a political show. So what I have to do is start with my blog of the week. And in doing the blog of the week, what I really want to do is first start start on a sarcastic, on a sar- in a sarcastic manner. So here we go. The blog of the week is called, Is God Punishing Texas and Florida for the Government They Elect? Or, and that's the name of the title, Are They Punishing Texas and Florida? And of course, well, let me get into the blog and we can take it from there. It goes as follows. Men in the right-wing fringe blame Hurricane Sandy and other disasters on gays and liberals. Could it be time to analyze any why Texas and Florida are the two states that God sent hurricanes to decimate this season? God may have sent Hurricane Harvey. God may have sent Hurricane Harvey and Irma to punish Texas and Florida, or maybe to restore faith in government for those who have yet to see the light. Texas passed some of the evilest legislation against some of God's people. The state anti-sanctuary law, SB4, threatens to split and destroy families. Florida and Louisiana are next in line to pass similar bills. 
Well, Hurricane Harvey hit both Texas and Louisiana very hard. And Hurricane Herma is Brandy, about... Sorry for that interruption, Lily, but again, this is a, We're in a place where we're Lily, actually Amber, doing, uh, helping people out. So as the noise breaks down, I'll come back with this, this thing. There we go. Well, Hurricane Harvey hit both Texas and Louisiana very hard, and Hurricane Irma is about to do the same or worse to Florida. One must not forget, one must not forget that Houston voted against Hero, an ordinance that would have protected, among others, our trans residents. Men in the clergy like Pharisees lied to mislead a majority to vote it down. My friend, a good friend of mine, Cody Poe, a history and government professor and someone who went to divinity school in Houston, in the Houston area and, pre- and was the previous candidate of Congress, said it best then. And this is what he said. There are over 2,000 verses in the Bible that command us to help the less fortunate, Cody Pope said. There are only six verses, six verses versus 2,000 verses, most of them in the Old Testament that say something about homosexuality. If we want to talk about sin, let's talk about America's sin of not helping others. That's what we want to talk about. America's sin of not helping others. America's sin of putting our love of money ahead of our love of humanity. And our sin of not loving our neighbor. Sorry about that, folks. I'm not sure what that noise is but it turned out to be a very loud noise. Okay, continuing. Let's talk about America's sin of not helping others, our sin of putting our love of money ahead of our love for humanity, and our sin of not loving our neighbor as ourselves. Both Texans and Floridians elected government that denied their most needed citizens access to health care that would have been free to the state for the first three years and 10% after that. They showed a lack of humanity, love, and compassion for their neighbors by spitefully refusing, by spitefully refusing the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act. Based on Pope's reading of the Bible, those two states are in direct conflict with the good book. They are in direct conflict with the good book. Just like God caused the flood when his people went too far. He may be making, and he may be making the same, or rather, he may be making an example of Texas and Florida again with the weather. Now, folks, of course, I do not believe any of the nonsense I just said about God punishing Texas and Florida. That is not at all true. That is not at all a fact. This narrative is a converse of the right to show the absurd one we must endure from infantile, flawed, or simply silly thinking. Here is what I really want to tell you. That was just a narrative to get your attention as far as people who may say, oh my God, could we really be in the wrath, seeing the wrath of God for something that we did? Absolutely not in my opinion. Anyhow, continuing. Now here is the reality we must face. This is the reality we must face. The reality we must face. Texans are vulnerable. Hurricane Harvey has left many Texans vulnerable, unable, unemployed, sicker, and without health insurance. Had the Texas government accepted the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act, the misery, the misery that hundreds of thousands will go through would have been mitigated. Instead, the Republicans running the Texas government are effectively continuing the murder of its citizens by neglect based on political malpractice inflicted by a flawed and inhumane ideology. The same applies to Florida. Here is another reality. With many cities in South Texas decimated by Hurricane Harvey, the need for thousands of builders is ever-present for the rebuilding process. Houston Chronicles' Stan's Merrick said it best in his op-ed title, Texas Shun Immigrants, the moment they needed most. As the flood, as the flood, 
As the flood left behind by Hurricane Harvey begin to recede around our city, the question of how to rebuild and how we will do the work are top of mind, or top of mind. Following the passage of a ban on sanctuary cities in Texas, we were already faced with a quickly depleting workforce. Many construction workers, both documented and undocumented, have begun fleeing our state because they, they are concerned local police will start rounding out immigrants. But they were here and they got the job done. When the massive rebuilding effort set to get underway, the need is greater. The need is greater than ever for alternative, for an alternative to deportation and a wall meant to keep out many, the very people who will be responsible for restoring the Gulf Coast. When Tropical Storm Allison devastated Houston in 2001, causing $9 billion of damage, thousands of workers, many of whom were unauthorized, flocked to our city to help with the rebuilding. Many were exploited by unethical explorers who refused to pay them. Very few, very few were covered by accident insurance and could only receive emergency room treatment if they were injured. But they were here, and they got the job done. Today, the situation is different. Texas is no longer seen as a welcoming place for immigrants without papers, the sanctuary cities. But that was set to take effect this month, sent a clear message. If you're undocumented, you are not welcome. As a humanist, I don't tend to believe there is any correlation between the supernatural and human activities or outcomes. But suppose I'm wrong. Suppose I'm wrong. The destruction of a substantial portion of Houston and Texas could not have occurred at a better time. As we all know, more important than xenophobia, racism, sexism, and all of the other isms, the mighty dollar, irrespective of why those hurricanes occurred or are occurring, it is clear that the debate will change. It will change. It will be all about keeping our immigrants here. It will all be as well. Big government coming through for those two big states. And if the government does not come through, watch them turn blue before the time. Watch them turn blue before it is their time. Folks, I have the honor here to present to you Bobby Rodrigo. Come on into the picture, Bobby into our our fold here um how you doing everybody it's 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 interesting how much you've been hanging out lately i know we 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 actually hung out in uh atlanta we hung out in dc where else did we hang out well we just do it a lot you know i I mean it's it's the coffee party way i mean right it's it's, it's politics done right way politics done right it's coffee done right it is i take liberty Liberty with my coffee done right we do better Tell a little bit about the program and tell a little bit of why you left Atlanta to come here to Houston. Well, it, it's a lot of reasons. Uh, the first, of course, is because people were in distress. I've been working uh, in disaster response for a very long time. So I'm experienced at it. I have a bunch of certifications and stuff. But what's interesting is that I'm involved in a project in one of the nonprofits that, I, that I'm involved with as a COO. It's called WeDoBetter.org. And it's a model that that is set up, that was originally inspired by some legislation that uh, was put in place in the state of Arizona about a decade ago. And essentially, what it does is it allows people to divert their state income tax burden, part of it, not all of it, but a portion of it, to the, their communities' nonprofits that they feel do better for them than the government may have. And it has been a wonderful experience in Arizona. We actually just uh, were putting together a documentary about it. But what, what is important about that as far as connecting this is one of the examples that we were using in our presentation on how people do better in communities than the government does and respond better. And explain well, why they do better. Right. So, so we, we, uh, respond, we have a, an example of that, an organization called the Cajun Navy. So for the last four or five months, as part of our presentation and discussion, we gave the Cajun Navy as an example of search and rescue that is done better by the community, by a nonprofit, without the waste of money, without the waste of resources, without the bureaucratic nightmare, uh, people going into the water and rescuing people, actually people doing a lot of things. So when this storm hit, because of our, our relationship with them, I integrated into the Cajun Navy, and I was doing, I've been doing dispatch on the Zello walkie-talkie app 
which if you want to go on there and see what's going on, go into the Zello Walkie Talkie app and listen to any of the Cajun Navy channels. Well, I should say any of them, but the real ones. And you'll see what everybody's doing. And, and actually, you'd even hear about some things relative to getting set up for uh, Hurricane Irma down in Florida, which I can discuss. So I came here because people were dying. People were in distress. That's number one. And then I also came here to highlight the work of the community. So everything that I have seen since I've been here in Houston, all these places that I've gone, places where I'm staying, where we're sitting right now, is what I'm calling the perfect storm. Now, I hate to say that that way in a way, but we've got to look to the positive. And so what this this storm has done is it has created a community gathering uh, and willpower in across the board we're talking about supplies we're talking about medical needs uh we're talking about transporting people we're talking about risk rescue search and rescue we're even talking about waterborne recovery uh where the coast guard and the national guard reach back out to cajun navy me and other people in cajun navy and ask us to mobilize back out there after fema threw us off which is amazing to help them with waterborne why did you guys because they like to control things i just know and i don't mean to be flip about that but they don't give a reason actually we have we have some incidents where fema uh, was confronting some of the people that were going in for rescue, and a local deputy sheriff told them to get out of the way. First of all, they have no jurisdiction to do that, but they got them out of the way so people could get in the water and rescue people. And, of course, you know, there are all kinds of concerns when this goes on, and, and the government puts out legitimate concerns as well. That's what they're supposed to do. It isn't The government is not supposed to tell us about their concerns because they want to control us. They want us, they're supposed to tell us about their concerns because they want to help us. And that seems to be a disconnect a lot of the time because our tax dollars are supposed to be used to help the communities, especially in times of distress. Like these people are and doing right here. And these people right here. Right here and, and the reason that we're here, because this is, this, again, I call it the perfect storm. I'm traveling with somebody um, named Coach who actually uh, was with us in, in Netroots, we mentioned. He's in Atlanta with me. That's where I came from, Atlanta. And, and he went to school with somebody who's a volunteer at this church. So when we were here looking to help communities, he called his, we were connecting with people that we know. I, connect, I checked in with Roberto a number of times, even before, just to see what's going on. Do you need help? How can we help? How can you help us? All of those things. It, you know, you, you, it's a, again, people coming together. And so the coach's buddy said, hey, this is really a heavy problem. They lost an entire community here. Uh, 700 units destroyed right down the street from where we're sitting. And it's a contact them. So we drove here. We get here. I interviewed the pastor, Pastor Dentry, a marvelous individual here. He told us what was going on. Then he took us to the community down the street and showed us what was going on. And that's why I'm back here. And that's why I, I thought it would be a good idea to bring Egberto here because this is his community. I don't live here. I mean, this is all of our community. But he actually lives here. And I want him to be able to show because the government is not serving these people. And I mean it all. I think that's an important. I want to it's stop very important. Important thing because one of the things that I told the people when we got here initially is that one of the reasons I wanted to come out here is because I live in Kingwood. In Kingwood, you know, the media is out there. If you go to Memorial, the media is out there. If you go to Katy, the media is out there. If you go to Highway Six, where the Attic Reservoir has been open, the media is there. They're even at, they're even talking about uh, protecting those folks who were flooded in Kingwood because of the opening of the Con- Lake Conroe, the dam at Lake Conroe. But uh, had none of us really knew the decimation that occurred in this particular community. As was mentioned by the young man who spoke earlier, this, this community, there was a section of this community because of horrendous drainage. Because yeah, of infrastructure drainage. Problem too. Infrastructure. Right. Please understand, he's, he's saying something very important here. Because these things happen for more than just one reason. Right. It, it, it's not just because a bunch of rain fell on top of us. Exactly. You're talking about not having, you know, if you if, take this leave a little bit further. One of the first things I noticed when I came here, is how much industrial stuff is here around people. Concrete plants, railroad tracks, things like that, where they take low-income communities and, and they put all this chemical, uh, oil industrial. all industrial things in the same community as these people. So you have a lot of spills, you have a, a lot of things in the air anyway. Then they don't do the infrastructure, simple thing like putting in the proper drainage in areas. And look, it rained a lot here, let's be real. There's flooding, there's, there's water. So it, it, it's still, you, know, you got the best rainage in the world, it's still going to happen. But when you have the worst, it's really going to happen. And when people are walking around with water up to their chest, okay, walking around with water up to their chest in a city, we are inside the city of Houston. 
we are not in the, the boonies where infrastructure is going to be a little bit more challenging. Uh, uh, the, I mean, we have people around this. I, I spent my time doing Cajun Navy, uh, Cajun Navy medical. That's where I did, I've done the majority of my dispatch work until I got on the ground. It's hard to dispatch when you're on the ground. You need dispatch when you're on the ground. So I've kind of left that part of it. But what the first, one of the first things we saw from the rescuers as well is we had to get them covered and get their vasotracin and hepatitis on them because they were getting septic shocks. Because this is a septic area. Texas is a septic area. It's not like they, they have uh, places where you can, uh, they don't have the infrastructure where waste goes out. They have septic in a major part of this city. And so people were going in the water, so when the area was flooded, they would get septic shock and get sores and things like that. And we have a number of major diseases that have been confirmed in the city. Hep A and Hep B. That is sad because it is, you can see a distinct difference between how drainage is handled from community to community. Absolutely, you can. And, that is, and those are certain things that we want to highlight. We want to highlight that what hurts, what hurts these people here in this thing, in this part of town ultimately hurts all of Houston as well. Well, well think, okay, so, I mean, that's an important statement as well. So think about this. Okay, so when, when you talk about the domino effect, okay, so you have, first of all, you have displaced people, number one. Look around. Right. Okay, we have displaced people. So number two, you have to rebuild. You have people who get sick. So now you're straining other parts of the community that wasn't necessary, at least to the degree that it was, if things were being done in the front end. Now, when I get off the interstate to come to this location, the first thing I see is a yard full of cranes sitting there doing nothing. Now, this apartment community that's down the street here, it should be leveled. It should already be leveled, and they should be building right now. Now, I'm telling now. I, some of you know from listening to me on my coffee party radio show, I'm being here, I guess, with Egberto, is I, I have I have a long commercial construction background. With my I take with my coffee. So I have, a, I have a long-time construction background. I can come in here with the crew and build this apartment complex and get them in dry in less than a week. So they should need to take it down and do it. The city should step up and go, okay, let's go. It won't happen that way. So getting back to the point about what we do better is about, for example, is we're showing how people can direct their tax dollars, not all of them, let's not be real. we're not talking about going and defunding the government, we're not talking about that. So let's say you owe $2,000 to the state of Texas in, in a very tax thing, and I know there's no income tax here, but let's just say that that's going on. So if you have, if you, let's say you owe $2,000, well in Arizona, for example, if you're a married couple, you can take $800 of that, and you can direct it to a nonprofit that you Think, right in your community that you know beats the homeless, uh, does free medical care. I was at a place right here in Houston yesterday dropping off some food from NRG Stadium that donated. I had, a, I had 800, 800 pounds of meat that I put in the back of a refrigerator truck and took it to, to a couple of places. So I walk up to the place, and I, and I meet the gentleman. I ask him what it was. So this is what he tells me. The name of the place is, is uh, Table in the Wilderness, Okay. And what they do is anybody, anybody who has an addiction problem of any kind and needs life therapy of any kind can walk into this place for free and get help, can get a bed right there and then, can get fed right there and then, get a job right there and then, get put into classes, get off the street. They do it for free and they're self-sustaining. So what they do is they get donations, they take, like Goodwill, they take the stuff, they have a store right there on site, the people that, that are going through this program and other people who have been through it Something work this thing, and they, and they sell the stuff to the community so they can offer the services to people in distress for free. So what I'm saying is, Egberto well, should be able to say, you know what, I want to, do I want to donate $100 of my tax money that has to go to the state who isn't doing this stuff properly to this organization. And that allows for, because we can prove by data how we do better. And that's the whole point of that program. So, and I don't want to spend too much time on that because we're up here about the community. Right. But actually do better, we can do better is about the community. That is right. That's exactly right. We do better is, is about community helping each other, being, being self-reliant, resilient, well, you know, it, 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 all actually, that stuff. What, what I, that talks a lot about is decentralization. Okay, that too, you know, absolutely. What happened is we do believe that communities know better what's there for them. But we do need the centralized government to put out, I mean, to be the, to, to collect money and pass it on. Yeah, to, 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 to please understand, right. To please, please understand that 
that we are not sitting here saying, okay, let's let's we're not anti-government. Right, right, exactly. So the other premise, the reason that we started down this path was because the government does not have to earn our tax dollars. And what I mean by that is that we all know that there's a lot of inefficiency, bureaucrat stuff, and they're not achieving what it is they're supposed to be, right? So if you were dealing with a business that wasn't servicing you properly, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have to do business with them again. We want to force the government to do better. So if I can tell you, like, for example, if you're in the, in the TANF program, and, and we've done the research, so they can feed two people for $10, but Feeding America can feed 11 people for $1, it seems to me like I want that money to go there until the government can match that. And, and here's the, I, I want to, because I, I watched uh, Dan, Dan Johnson, uh, right? Dan Johnson's mm-hmm. speech at uh, Netroots Nation. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I, I wanted to challenge the concept that somehow um, using nonprofits would be better than using the government. In fact, I had, a, I, I had some thoughts that it would be actually more expensive mm-hmm. because, again, the more people you have involved, the more costs. But then I kind of went back and I said, no, well, if we take a look at infrastructure and how infrastructure is actually done, uh, that bureaucrat, in, and I'm not using bureaucrat as a pejorative at all. Bureaucrat, sure, he's sure. really a bureaucrat. Yeah. That bureaucrat in Washington has to get services from somebody out here in Texas anyway, what to do. Right. So why not work instead of working, let's say, with very high-priced corporations that will further milk or build our tax-paying base, why not work with benevolent nonprofits like uh, Bobby's and other people? Cajun uh, Navy, you know, for example, other, uh, Battle Cry Ministries of America, right here, right the first here. indeed. I mean, think about what's going on here, people. Right. They're, they, these people, they are servicing their Charlotte community. Charlotte's on. Hi, Charlotte. Hey, hey, Charlotte. So they, they are servicing their community right here, right now. Okay, with food, with clothing. There, we. I brought a medical person down here yesterday to do an assessment of what they had here, and they had a medical professional spend a week here. They spent a week here, and and they supplied this place, and we went and confirmed that the stuff that they had was fantastic. So, so they're how you doing, buddy? So they're able to. Yeah, don't go anywhere. So, so, so they're able to service their community, but. There's nobody here. FEMA is not here. Red, even the Red Cross is not government. Right? I got other issues with them, but they're not here. They're not servicing the people that are in need. I and I would I would love it if we. I, actually, I've already been up there once. You know, for example, Monday night. Let me tell you what, what they're doing. This place on Monday night. We're going to take. I came here with a mobile cooker that can cook 2,000 pounds of beef a day at any location I pull up in. Right there, self-sustaining. One of the reasons why I came here. The beef man. Right. So we're going out there to this place where all these people have no homes anymore and, and with the pastor as the lead and they're going to do there's a gentleman named um named, um not important tr- not important <laughs> he said that he said that's very nine it wasn't important so there's a christian rapper that comes out here to disseminate stuff into the community and they do a hip-hop night at this thing monday night and they're going to be donations they're going to service the community they're going to do their ministry and we're going to serve them food right there and then in their home. So because you don't see anybody crying here, you don't see anybody. Depre- they know that they're helping each other, and they know that there's people in the community that help. And that's another thing that's going on. There's, that people are not doing tears. People are doing. They're working together. I just left the place before I came down here. They're, they they got 60 beds. And last night, a whole bunch of people drove into this place. And, and I, you guys will see this. I might take liberty with my coffee. Egberto's going to share it so you know what's going on. Coffee party will share. Everybody's going to share it. They come in. They drove in. They come right up to this building. The door is open. We told them, you can eat anything you want in the place. We got showers. We got beds. Go to sleep. They got up this morning. And right now, they are at home throughout Magnolia that were flooded. They are stripping them and spraying them down, getting rid of the mold so they can go to the next step for free. They're volunteers. I want, I want, to, I want to change a little bit about what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Of course, narrative is concerned. Mm-hmm. Because the narrative out there is about not helping people because helping people too much makes them just lean on you or makes them, Crap. you know. Let me tell you about the people that we've encountered throughout this city. Throughout, throughout this county, throughout several counties, you're in, like, no, uh, you're in Montgomery, Montgomery County. Montgomery county right, right now we have a right. hazmat crew, right. just to jump in. Right. We have a hazmat medical team down, the Cajun Navy does and some other people, down in Alvin, Texas. Right. I heard Agbita Berto talking about immigrants and stuff like that. Well, there is a very large Vietnamese and Cambodian community in the surrounding Houston area 
and they and and they're not necessarily illegal immigrants, not, but not to change the, the story. But they don't trust the government. Right. And this isn't this isn't a Donald thing. It isn't a Barry thing. It isn't a George W. thing. It's the way that government has dealt with them, regardless of who the president is or what administration is going on. It's the particularly in Texas, just the way the government has treated these people, where they won't even get. Help, help, Tamara. How you doing, Tamara? They, they will not even. They will not even get help. They won't. They won't let them near them. So we are going down there in hazmat suits because we can't get to them and through, except through the water to get people out to get them to medical tents to get assessed what their needs might be so we can clear them. This hasn't been done by anybody. Not by the government. Not by anyone. But go through what you but, but one go, ahead, go back to what you said. But one of the narratives that I want to put out here, folks, is this: because a lot of people have stopped giving. For one specific reason, we got to flip that because of the camera. Mm. A lot of a lot of people a lot of people uh, have stopped giving because they, they believe the, the narrative on the right that says somehow these are takers. These people just want you come around a community like this, and you see people here in need. But these are not people that are that, that are begging. They're saying I just need to get over the hump. And once they're over the hump, if you take a look at this community out here, this is a vibrant community that you don't hear about. In Houston, right? In Houston. In Houston. It's not hear somewhere it. in the boonies, people. If, uh, uh, you know, I mean, so one of the reasons Bobby and I are out here is we wanted to highlight uh, not just communities of color, but color, but that, that has nothing to do with it. But it's important that we mention it because it's usually... It, it has something important. to do with why they're not being serviced. Exactly. Okay? It, we're talking about... When you talk about distress, the people who are going to be distressed the most are the people who don't have the most resources. Exactly. So people who are impoverished or at the lower income level, regardless of I mean, ethnicity... Which is mostly low-income people. Well, actually, we have, yeah. Con, we have Conroe, Conroe that's in distress. Well. Yes. I'm on my way there today. We have Cleveland. I'm on my way to Orange, Texas, where we're going to drop off about 800 pounds of meat at a church that's been feeding people about 600 people a day. Amazing. It's, it, and it's all over the place. And, and people are across the line. But they're not being serviced. You know what? Before you go, I'll just yes, show people show what's going serving. on. Take a this, look. This is what's going on, folks. This is a place that I don't know if I got the camera right. Where, where you can actually see this is a place that has been collecting food, it has been collecting uh, cleaning material, bleach. That's and a big deal. Cleaning good people, cleaning supplies are a big deal. To help them, to help folks get their homes back together. Right. And you know what? It's working. Yeah. It's no question. working. No question. And you know what? There is, what you see around here is you see a, a calm. These people are, you know. They know they have help. They know they, know. they have help. These people are in distress and the manner in which they carry themselves. It is simply amazing, and that is what we wanted to highlight. We want to highlight not some, not just folks in need, because at some time, you know, uh, I, I wrote a, I wrote a piece I think a couple of days ago where, where I wanted to point out that it is time for us to stop looking at the at folks as the other, because at any one time all we have to do is talk to our neighbors, and that'll fix all of that. Right. At any That's one all we have time. To do. I mean, my the flood was seven houses away from me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I had, I mean, I, he's my friend. We worked together. So I knew that he wasn't here, but I knew his family was here. I knew his community was here. So when we came down here, I wanted to know, even just for the purpose of being able to get anybody there, if it was necessary, tell me what's going on at your house. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have, I have, um, I have family here and I'm obviously checking on them as well. I mean, the same thing with the way we're setting up Irma. I mean, and again, I have to mention Irma for one of the reasons is because the nonprofits are mobilizing and getting ready. I personally have three staging points right now where I'm partnered with or have been able to set up myself. And I'm not, try- I'm not saying that to pump myself. I'm just saying that yes, I'm, I'm 8 million people out there trying to do something. So we have a staging area in Tampa, which is now going to be ground zero. We don't even know if we're going to be able to use it now. You can't use Tampa right now because Tampa is actually getting the problem. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We set up Tampa because I wanted to be somewhere in the middle of Florida to go south. Well, now, and I also have a place in, in South Florida. I guess we're going to use that to go north because, go north, because yeah. we, and, and I tell everybody, calm down. Let's see what the storm does before you go down there and sit somewhere in the wrong spot. And then you're somebody we got to rescue. But the point is, is what I'm saying is that all these nonprofits that were here, they are talking about going somewhere else to help. And again, and you know, Edgardo mentioned something about the right left thing in, in, in a very intelligent way. And I want to add to that a little bit because I, you know, in my organization, you know, from the standpoint of strategic messaging, I'm the one who spends most of the time around, I guess you would call the political ideological left. My, my roots are from, uh, I'm a 
grew up around peace advocates. I grew up in New York City. You know, I'm a big peace advocate. I actually think that the, the left has lost their way in some, some ways around that, not other ways. And, and, but I have actually spent a lot of time around what would be called the political right in these last few days. So just to comment on how the political right is going to, can change their narrative if they're paying attention is because the left right has a division when it comes to the way the churches are, are connected to the community. Well, I can tell you personally that I've been around five, five church communities, including this one, and the energy and the spirit is, there, is exactly the same. It doesn't matter what color they are. They're doing the exact same thing. The place I left this morning is doing the exact same. As a matter of fact, we're putting the two pastors together because the people that I'm with, because it's like, doesn't it feel the same? Yes, let's put them together. Yeah. Because it's their community. And, 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 you know, they're 30 minutes apart in physical location, 40 minutes apart. Well, let's put them together, and then they can conquer the world. That's really what's going on here. Because none of them are going to look at each other and say, I don't like you because. It's just not going to happen. It's, it's, it's the, another phrase that we use from a coffee party partner. It's the human solution. Right. And, now, and, and that's what it's all about. You know what? We have Coach, to, come over here and say hello. Hey, Coach. How you doing? Hey, nice to see you, man. Oh, you man. Yeah, 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 my man. Yeah, come on. A little lower. You know what? Come over here. Sit over here. I'm, I'm going to go out and look at some things and check on some things. And you sit with Coach for a minute. He knows what's going on here. Great. Coach. What's up, man? Great, man. Come on and have a seat. Nice to see you. What's up again, bro? I see you hard in the hood for real. Yes, I'm telling oh, you. Oh, I like you, bro. Oh, you, cool. you, just, you just got me as a permanent uh, uh, listener, did, did bro. You, to my, to my audience, you see, what, you see what Coach had to say? He had to say, I only made it because I came to the hood. Can you believe that? Hey, no, man, because you hear it, bro. And hey, man, yes, you did. Wherever, wherever we need to be, we are. Oh, come on, man. That's what hey, so can about. we unite these churches that's going on, That's man? what we have to do. And they got us way now, out. Now, tell me a little bit about what you're doing out here, man. I, when you were in Atlanta, I thought you stayed in Atlanta. Yeah, I do. I do. So you just came out here uh, to help I, us out. Let me tell you what I was doing. I was actually getting my own band together, my own truck to come bring out here. My, my classmate, my sister, I went to Central State University. Right. And my my, my uh, classmate lives down here, so when I called down here, asked him what he was doing. Uh-huh. They said he said uh, that they didn't flood out, but their church ministers to some apartment that's 700 units. Yes, they're, they're gone. gone. I haven't seen it yet, but Bobby yeah, called me. Go, Bobby uh, called me and he said, "Egberto, you got to see this." So we're gonna cook. The, we're gonna cook yeah, Monday and have a cookout there. That's and what Bobby I heard. brought a 2,000 pound meat cooker, meat cooker. roaster. Right. So we're gonna feed the community, man. Get involved with. But I called my homeboy up and he told me that he was actually uh, ministering to him. I said, "Man, I'm gonna get me a truck up." But I had con- I was I was being homeless Monday. I was oh what happened? I got kicked out. But I, I was homeless. What did you do to get kicked out? No, no, no. You have to stop that thing out here, man. No, no, no. <laughs> but when I when I when I called Bobby up just yeah. to ask him about DC, what we're gonna do in DC. Right. I said, What you doing? He said, I'm going down to Houston. I said, Man, I said, I got a band that they a truck that they putting together for me, but I want to come down and put my feet on the ground and see what's going right, on. Right, right. As I got here, man, uh, Pastor. Dentry. 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 Yeah. Dentry. Dentry took us to these apartments where it's actually 700 units and the miracle Rare Cross had been out there. FEMA had been out there. You got people, they haven't even cleared their houses oh, yet. That is important. And, and folks, that is one of the reasons I wanted to do the show here. What Coach said is very important. There are a lot of communities you don't see on TV that the Chronicle doesn't report about, nobody thinks about, but they form an integral part of Houston, Texas. Yeah. They're the people that are working in Houston, Texas. They get up every morning. They either drive or they take the commute to Houston. They form a part of this this city. And at the same time, nobody, nobody puts them on TV to let folks know that they're there. I live in a, in a part of town called Kingwood. Over here? I, I, yes. You here? I'm in, I'm in Houston, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Now, it's interesting. That, that town, Kingwood, Memorial, all these areas were covered 100%. And these are people that have more needs. Yeah. And in an area that we're in right now, it is sad to see that red, the Red Cross, who's supposed to be helping those who need help the most. Yeah. And FEMA that's running out of money. FEMA is yet to come to these areas. Where they were flooded not because of the hurricane, but because of these neglected communities and the infrastructure that's been neglected that caused them to flood. I heard of homes a few blocks down that were eight feet yes. underwater. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but let me tell you something. First of all, I do want to give the, the, the city of Houston 
big up Absolutely. on big up on putting all this together, getting making the city back to where it was because we even were we were talking to Doc on the go and right. you know what I'm saying, beyond borders, whatever it is. They were saying how they had to send individuals back home because the city was doing so good. Right. So then when we came and we started coming to our community and I started looking, it, I was kind of upset that uh, we hadn't put that much emphasis in our community. And I want to give a shout out to a guy by the name Trey the Truth. He's a, he's a rapper in, 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 in Houston that actually took his own money and was the only individual that was out there in that hood and all around the hood that that, that was uh, putting out water, making sure kids right. got clothes. So I got, hey, I got to give props to that brother, man. You know what I'm saying? And on top of that, you have some other organizations all in community. Now, we're in Magnolia. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I, I apologize. Magnolia is to me, upper suburbs. You know right, right. They got a church out there, and I got to give I got to give Pastor uh, Homer a shout out too. Uh, that he he's pulling all these people together. But if I can't get Pastor Homer and Pastor Gentry together, you need to. Like, bro, that right. it has to happen because right. he has resources out there. If you look at all these people here, man, they 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 look up the services. But I don't think if you if you saying I'm gonna get them services, but I need you to help come clean down the house, I don't think they would say no. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? So right. it's just about coordinating, putting these people together, and then they got something called the Cajun Army. They got some called the Cajun Navy. Navy. Yep. Hey, but nobody knows that these organizations will come and set up for the police. And on top of that, if FEMA does not help, they will show you the resources on how to go about and get other things that we have no idea right. that is out there. But you know what? You first have to know that there's a need. Yes. And, and, and for, there to, for folks to know there's a need, you also have to have reporting. Respect. And, and one of the yes. issues is that People thought the need was heavy in Kingwood. People thought the need was heavy in Katy. People thought the need was heavy in Highway 6. Nobody knew the need was heavy on Homestead. Respect, respect, respect. I wrote that. I wrote Nobody that. knew the, the need was heavy on Homestead. Folks need to know that. And we have to and we have to unite, man. Unite. Right. If we can't unite, man, it don't work. Right. You know and everybody, you know, let me tell you, man. If you if you look at that television or you know some of the things, they make it think that we're not divided. I mean that we're that we're, we're divided. divided. We're not. We're white here, black, black. Man, no. hey, who cool about it to the side? Now I'm a, I'm 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 not I'm not a super spiritual person, but let me understand. I do understand the body of Christ and what we're talking about being the anointed. Well, I think in the anointed attitude and showing the light that it's bigger than us, man. Let me add to what you just said, Andy, because what you just said is important. I read a lot about race being a social construct, meaning that it is actually used by the very few on top to keep all of us together in the same boat, divided. Because if we were not divided, we would, we would come together and let them know that they can't take advantage of us as they had over the decades, over the centuries yeah. of this country. Yeah. Because from, if you want to go from slavery right back, most most people didn't know, most white people didn't own slaves. Nope. They were in the same boat. They were a little bit above the slaves. That was Atlantic. So we're all in this same boat yeah. together. And that's why they if don't. You can realize that if, if they're scared. I mean, think of, I have a phrase on my radio show okay. that I use all the time. If we can unite the ghetto, yep. the barrio, yep. and Appalachia. Yes. This country would be a great country because you know what? The guys at the top would realize there's no way that we can divide them any longer. They're but together as Feel long. me on that. And behold, God, I mean, behold, man has become like one of us knowing right from wrong. So again, if we if, if we're gonna say we part of this community, and it's just like let me give you a quick scenario. If we was if me and my man was sitting and we seen a young lady over there being raped and we don't do anything about it, we're guilty. just as guilty as guilty. the individuals who are doing rape. Absolutely. Okay, so to my white comrades. Again, it's not about a black thing, but we still need the support of you in order to move the agenda. Exactly. And if we can't get your support, then you are just as bad as the problem. Exactly. So again, unite. Are we you're right. you're, you're, you, 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 <laughs> Listen, united we rise or divided yes, we, we fall. fall. It's a, that, I mean, it's a cliche, yes, but, but it's, it's real. real. Real it thing. is a cliche, but hey, it's real. It is such a pleasure to see you here, man. It's, it's great seeing you too. It's a, folks, it's a small world because I just saw this young man in uh, in Atlanta, yeah, Georgia, yes, yes. at the Ned Roots Convention. Net Roots, man, yes. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think I saw you in Baltimore at the... Uh, no, uh, uh, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm homeless. I'm for real talk. I'm homeless, see? I'm homeless. Are I'm, you going I'm, back to Atlanta? No, uh, no, I'm homeless. I was actually going to sleep on my man, on my homeboy. What happened? Me, 
I was staying with my daughter mom for a quick minute, it was three months, it turned into seven months, so she wanted her face back. So I told her I had to go with I said I wasn't gonna trip about anything, I'm gonna just go. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, so we gonna have to find a place. So so that Monday, you know what I'm saying, when I, I had to leave, that's when I called Bobby right, and Bobby right. told me he was coming out here. So I said, So God got something for me to do it. God got me to do something in Houston, man. So I just wanted to come on down and just, you know, give my service to man. Give my- well, you know what? Uh, there's something called karma. Oh, yeah. And uh, people always think of it as being a spiritual thing or whatever. For some, it is. For me, it is. If you're a good person, yeah. good things happen. Yeah. And, and one of the reasons why you also must do good is because that, that emanates, you know, and, and it creates what is necessary. I mean, I am... I grew up, folks, I grew up a Christian, I'm not a humanist, but I still have those values yeah. that, I, yeah. that, I, that I grew up with, and I always believe that what we're seeing here, uh, what are with these people out here, I think is something that is required by those able to help, yeah. irrespective of who these people are, yeah. irrespective of it's who they brother, are. man, if man, look at man. If, 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 if I think the story, and like I said, I don't want to be screaming at parables, but I don't know them exactly like it is. But I tell you, <laughs> I tell you what it is. Like they say, man, the dude came up, the, the baker came to the door. He knocked. You know what I'm saying? Said I'm coming. And the lady said, who shoot? Get away from my yeah, door. Man. And he came three times, I think. Mm-hmm. And the lady shoot him away three times. And then the next day she seen him. Said, hey, I thought you were going to come. And he said, yeah, I came three times. And you got. You shut the door on all three, you know. Because again, your people, man. If you turn your eye away from your people, you, hey, you turn to from life. Love is love is the the, the I want to say the infinite quality that we have to possess to wind up taking us to the next round. That and is, if you got love, there's no racism in love. There's, no, you can't give me a pound of love. No you can't give me no, no homophobia. It's, it's just love, nothing. man. Let me tell you, I, I, that's part, there's a part of the blog of the week that I read earlier today. It was kind of noisy when I read it. I hope my folks were able to hear it. That that, men, that mentioned that. You know, I have a good friend. His name is Cody Pogue. He's a professor at uh, Lone Star College, and he was also a divinity, divinity school. He teaches government and history now. And he said, you know, there are 2,000 passages in the Bible that talk about love and helping your neighbor and helping folks, but there are only six that talk about uh, things like gays or whatever. And he said, why is it that we spend so much time on so little and spend so little time on what should be much? Hey, hey, hey can I say this one? Okay, yes, my mind, let me tell you my mindset. I had to come to a reality because I have to take people past religion. Right. And so me and past religion, and it started with net roots and some other things, it's right. about community. Right. All right? Now, this is the difference between religion and community. Mm-hmm. Community, if you are, your neighbor house is burning down, you're not running to that man's house and saying, are you a Christian? Are you a Muslim? Are you gay? Are you whatever? To help him with his file. And that's what the situation in Houston is now. There's people who are coming together from all denominations, all classes, races, creeds. And they're coming together to do an infinite job of trying to restore everybody back to whole. Now, if we can do that, and we find ourselves doing Not that here, when we do it, we're doing yeah. it now. Right. And if you turn this camera around, man, you got white, black, Hispanic. Everybody you got out everybody here, sitting in there, man. I hope you can see it because I don't have a good view. But uh, but that's, so. that's everybody coming together. And again, this is the time we're going to take the opportunity and keep preaching what we're talking about, preaching this and love, and put the relationship together. Because if we don't put the relationship together, it's going to go back to what we used to do. Yeah. And, you know, I want to, again, one of the reasons we're doing this, and what happened is we have people that roll on to this, and we also are on, by the way, uh, Coach, we're also on net on a coffee party radio, on blog talk radio. So (laughs) so as you talk... It's not just Facebook Live, but you're on another network as well. Okay. We're doing this all here in one place. Hey, the com- computers are great in the way we can do things now. We and can, it's we, it's can local, we can localize our news. And this, this is why it is sort of shameful that we don't have more people out here. It yeah. is shame on me that it took me two weeks to come here. It's shame on me that Bobby called and said, I'm coming down to this part of town. Yeah. I heard there's an issue here. Yeah. And I am supposed to be knowing that there was an issue here. Hey, hey. I had no idea Homestead was in the condition that Homestead was in. Now, did you, you, ain't no got my, you ain't got my We Do Better shirt on, man. I don't, okay, have, the we, I don't have the We Do Better shirt, but man, you know what? Bobby been going hard, bro. Bobby, well, I, Bobby I, Rodrigo yes. uh, is the one who brought me down. He represents a couple of organizations, I think. A uh, couple uh, Tax Revolution and We Do Better. I, and yeah. We Do Better, and yeah. I take I take a cup of coffee with my liberty. Or right, that is the show. The show yeah. is where oh. I take coffee with my liberty. He got a whole bunch of people. But as we're coming down here, man, we have so much trouble trying 
trying to get down here, but this man constantly said it on his radio and was logistically doing things as we're moving. Right. So when I when I when I tell people, you know, if, if you're supporting Bobby or Bobby is part of the organization and y'all doing some things, man, keep the good work going on because the man is really, you know, getting around making things actually happen. And the majority of your money is going towards what he's trying to accomplish. So you know, like you said, Red Cross, you know, ninety percent. Those to his administration, ten percent come back. Up. It's not that bad. Let, let's not let, let's tell it to you. I mean, it, it's, yeah, it, it, it's, I don't know how the number is. But okay, we'll get the number, yeah. but it's. But like I, don't, it. I don't want. To, I know I somebody pay. I know somebody get a salary of but, a million dollars but, a year. But there, there is a problem with red, the Red Cross in that they do pay half a million dollars to several to, to their to their chairperson yes. and several hundred thousand dollars to a lot of people. There is no, and that is that, that is not their money. Those not, are donations from. Regular American citizens that are that's going into the pockets of these administrators. That's right. Why aren't these administration administrators working at a number discount? Number forty-four. They should be running. Number forty-four. They are working for an organization like Red Cross. They like to say like that is the going rate for administrators. The going rate for administrators is a half a million dollars. I'm sorry. A Red Cross administrator is not the same as the administrator for Exxon or Shell. If you want to work for the Red Cross, just like you asked the Red Cross to, uh, just like the Red Cross asked people to donate money to them out of the goodness of their heart, the people who run within the Red Cross should be working. Yes, they have to feed their own, but they should also be working not at these extraordinarily high salaries. Okay, so 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 now what we're saying now? Okay, okay, let's be let's be on that. Let's say let's get beyond some of these organizations, not right. some of the things that they're supposed to be doing. Right. All right, because again, we don't want to we don't want to focus on the negative. We want to know how we can wind up building on the positive. Exactly. Can we start building relationships? Important relationships. Yes. If you guys out there and y'all know some people who need to be involved with uh, Pastor, uh, uh, Reverend uh, Reverend Gentry and what he's doing here. Reach out to him. If you guys, I just seen somebody pop up and said that they vacation in Magnolia. Well, if you vacation in Magnolia, you should know somebody out there who can basically reach out to Pastor Homer and then tell him about you know things that are going on in the community. You know what I'm saying? So it's about not it's about about not even arguing about what's not being done, but it's about being positive and saying what can we do to make it better. So even if this situation happened again, man, we can be on point with, you know, the, uh, like I'm saying, people know, right. uh, the, uh, what is, what is the Cajun Army, Cajun Army you know, the, the Navy, resources. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm getting out of all this, because all, out of all the uh, things I ever went to, I never heard of these folks before. Right. And I didn't know it was an organization out there that can help black people or any people, any people. get back on their feet you know, after a tragedy like this. Coach, you know, one of the good things that, that we do at Netroots and all this is connect people. Yes. That's how we got connected. Yes, sir. That's how you and Bobby got connected. Yes, sir. And that—that that is what it's all about. Right? Karen Coburn, Netroot Nation, yo, <laughs> shout out. <laughs> but folks, this is—we're uh, coming on to the end of the show. I'm gonna ask—I'm uh, gonna call him Reverend Coach. No, man. I'm gonna ask Reverend Coach to give a closing statement, and then we're gonna close this baby up. Give me a closing statement, Reverend Coach. You and I, T Y. If we do not unite, we will perish. And the individuals who can do something, do it. One more thing, excuse me, because he, he said something about my cannabis. You know what I'm the cannabis community needs to come together within ourselves. All y'all are some of the best advocates there are in the country. And if we can't advocate for goodness along with what we're trying to advocate for, you just waste Number most 46. of the responsibility that God possessed you to have. So if we can get together, man, on all levels and bring people together and hang out with cats like this, man, we can make this happen. So, Jose Lopez to the front, please. Jose Lopez I apologize. to the front. <laughs> but, hey, if you get a chance, come on, help us out. Connect. Throw your dots out so we can connect. Now, folks, this is, this is as you all know, this is politics done right. This was sort of a laissez-faire show. Uh, I heard about what was going on here at Homestead. I just quickly got set up in this church so that we could kind of present some of this to you and hopefully uh, in, in Sort of wet your taste bud for something that you, you'd want to do. Help out the community. Yeah. Find, uh, actually, I would like to get, get a, a website, but I'll, I'll put, tag it in later on, that you folks can actually help, help us help Houston. Help us help Texas. Help us help Florida. And my people in Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? I, I was They're having, my, be yeah, I was having yeah. my truck come down here. I got a truck. Uh, if you go on my ID, it's Coach uh, the Green West Team, 
the Green Rush team, our coach, 69 Smoke, either or I got my fly on there, but we were showing me. So we're looking to get, we ain't even asking for donations. You want to give a donation food, but we're asking for vinegar, we're asking for peroxide, and we're asking for uh, twin size comforters so people can, who are coming from out of state, who are helping out, that they can actually have somewhere to sleep. And so you got some other people like uh, Pastor Homer out there, got a nice facility out there, right. feeding them folks good, man. And, but he's putting them back out to the streets to help out with the community. So he has a whole thing that he's doing himself. Number there. So again, if we can get individuals to help out and, and give us the things we need, you know, like I said, clothes, y'all can hold up on the clothes, but that won't be until everybody's back into right, their house. Right. You know what I'm saying? So right now we just need to get to where we can get them in their house. So, hey, I'm at 59. So, folks, 59. thank you so kindly for listening. One you, more man. week to yeah, Politics Done Right. I'm Egberto Willis. We'll be back on Wednesday at KPFK.1FM. This has been a production of KPFK 90.1 as well at Coffee Party Radio. And I'm going to give Bobby Rodrigo a full pour. I take liberty with my coffee. And, of course, we have the Green Rush team. The Green, the Rush, Green team. Rush team and all my cannabis users who coming out to try to do right. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Peace. Egberto out. Thank you, guys, my friends. Let me close this baby down.